Hi there and welcome to the Short Stay Virtual Summit. I'm Elaine Watts and my next guest is Heather Bayer. Now Heather Bayer is the host and producer of Vacation Rental Success, the podcast on the other side of the world. So Heather, welcome. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you, Elaine. Thanks so much for inviting me on this. I'm really excited. Same. It's so nice to talk to you. It's, <laughs> it's ages since we've actually chatted in person. We've, we've recorded podcasts many moons back together. And uh, yeah, it's really, really good to, to catch up. So for people listening, why don't you tell us a bit about you and your background and, and how you got started in this industry? Oh, gosh, long story. And I will pot it very, very briefly. <laughs> You know, I started out as a psychologist. I was a hypnotherapist and a psychotherapist for, for a number of years. And then sort of drifted into um, business management and management training. And it, that, that sounds like it has absolutely no relevance at all to what I'm doing now. But it, it, out, out of that fell a visit to Canada in, back in the mid-1990s. And I fell in love with the area and came back. And as, as I like to do, I like to start companies. So I started a company called Clearwater Holidays in England and we were marketing um, uh, Ontario cottage rentals to the British. Right. Uh, so we were a tour operator in essence and I did that for a few years and then found that I was traveling and I bought seven properties in Canada at the same time. Wow. Uh, over a period of a couple of years and they were very cheap at the time. <laughs> really good exchange rate opportunities and, yeah uh, yes and i was so so marketing all these ontario cottage rentals which included mine and a number of others from an ontario listing site and i was talking to the site owner one day and he said well i just do listings you know the old-fashioned type of listing site i'd love to go into management and i don't know how to go about it and i said why don't we partner up it was one of those 30-minute meetings that ended up as three hours and that was in 2002. And yeah. we started a property management company called Cottage Link Rental Management. And that's been going ever since. And we have 160 odd properties that we, uh, we manage. I don't own any properties anymore. I got out of that a couple of years ago. Um, and I also, over the years, I've learned a huge amount. So poured that into the Vacation Rental Success podcast and into my other company, uh, Vacation Rental Formula, where we, uh, we create learning and training resources for anybody interested in mostly small property management. Um, but, we, but we have a lot of independent hosts on there too, um, looking at our training, which that's covers amazing. absolutely everything in the business. I think that's it. Fantastic. <laughs> That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. It's great that you, you have been able to share that experience that you've had over the, over the years because you, you've really viewed it from many different sides. You've been an owner, you've been a host and a manager as well. So the wealth of information to share there, which is uh, always useful because when you first get going, there's that many moving parts, aren't there? Well, there, there was <laughs> so many things. There was nothing available back yeah. in, in 2000 uh, to help anybody you know, do their own rental or, or and definitely not to start a property management company. Yes. And, and it really was doing it by the seat of your pants and, and just hoping that what you're doing was going to work. Just and, learning as you, know, you go. Start, 
Yeah, started with a couple of my properties, my sisters and the guy down the road who wouldn't, who wouldn't let me take any commission because he thought he was doing me a favor by giving me a property. <laughs> well, that's, how, that's how most of us start. In, if, if you ask any property manager how they started, usually it's, it's some, some similar story. And you know, because you've interviewed property managers like yes. I have. Yes. And I always go back to this same old story. I had my own place. And somebody else asked if I would manage theirs as well. And I've now ended up with 50, 100. Yeah, um, it's definitely, if, definitely seems to be the, the route for many people. You sort of accidentally fall into it. And to have a resource for those people in the future that do accidentally fall into it is, uh, is absolutely superb. So it's great news that you've managed to get all that up and running. So let's have a talk now about the situation we find ourselves in at the moment. Based on what has happened, what have you seen over in, in Canada? How have things played out so far from your, your management perspective over there? What's, it was a little insight to what the agency's like now and, and what you're expecting to see over the next few months. Well, our market in Ontario is primarily July and August. We, because it's, it's all weather related. You know, we, we had our last snowfall two days ago. I, I thought I saw a photo of snow on your Facebook page. <laughs> yes, I, it's not usually this late, but uh, but it's, it's still, you know, the warm weather doesn't come until May. We don't have any leaves on the trees. We won't have them until the end of the month. And then they, they'll hang around till sort of mid-September. So we have about four months. I would say June, July, August, September that we can rent. After that, if we can get a few rentals here and there, we're very lucky. Right. Uh, so we rely primarily on July and August, it's our, it's our prime 10 to 12, um, 12 weeks of high season. Gotcha. So when this broke out, we had, you know, cause our booking season is February is January to April. That's when we really was uh, busy. And of course it just totally scuppered that. And then every one of the bookings that we had in from last fall for next summer canceled. Right. So we had just this slew of cancellations, a lot of fear, as, as you know, it's exactly yeah. the same everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we struggled with this at first. How are we going to handle this? Um, shall we stick with our cancellation policy, which was our first choice? You know, you didn't take out cancel, uh, travel insurance. Therefore, you, the customer, are to blame. That one lasted about three days. And... <laughs> Then we thought, well, we'll give, we'll give credits. We'll ask people to book out into the future. Yeah. And then we had a few people who said, but I, I don't know what the future is going to bring, which of course nobody does. True. And we finally settled on a policy where we gave everybody their money back. If you, what we've done is said, tw- you, you now have until 21 days out to cancel and get a full refund. Right. And that was, and we're really sticking our necks out on that one because, yeah. you know, you lose everything. You lose the commission. Um, it all goes. Yes. And we had to get the buy-in from the owners. Um, fortunately, we, we don't pay our owners until the vacation starts. So we have all that money tr- sitting in a trust account anyway, and it was mostly deposits. So we just gave it back to the guests and within days we were getting just the mountain of emails saying, what a wonderful company you are. You know, most companies are not doing this. They're making us rebook. They're making us do this. They're they're holding us to ransom. We really love you. And we'll be booking with you again next year. Fantastic. We may have 
lost in terms of at that time we thought yes we have lost a lot of income that perhaps we should have hung on to but what's happened is that we've got all these loyal guests who are coming back next year and who are telling all their friends that we're good and we are now seeing a real uptick in bookings for those empty weeks that's so it's like it's like a double win win the win 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 um (laughs) because because we have a lot of new guests who who aren't as fearful and then the old guests who are who were fearful and didn't want to book in advance right now i know they'll come back so that's how we've handled it we still don't know what's going to go on we've we've still got a provincial mandate saying we can't do any rentals until um i think it's the end of may now right may be extended we shall we shall see but we had to lay off three staff we still have three going plus um plus our three principals so we we can take it through the summer on a, on a limited staffing um but yeah. we feel we feel we're, we're, okay. we're okay yeah i think that's that's the important thing isn't it that nobody's been in this situation before so the, the important thing is you've got to make the decision for for you and your guests in your individual situation and uh, another guest that i that i interviewed said it, it is it's a case by and it really stood out to me it was a case by case individual basis there's no one situation or one solution mm-hmm. that that fits all so it's great to hear what's worked for you and and as you said brilliant that you're seeing the the pickup from next year so obviously a a great decision made there and I think you can sort of feel a little bit relaxed that you've you know you've got that coming in just like whoa (laughs) we're at the other side of those cancellations now we've always had an emergency plan anyway it's something that we did actually we did way back when we started the business because it was around the time of SARS in Toronto and we just started the business just got all our rentals in and then they all cancelled because of SARS. Oh, interesting. So we, we'd been through this already, but on a much okay. smaller scale. Mm. So we always had an emergency plan. And one of the big things with the emergency plan is that you always, we always have a buffer of funds to see us through a year. And, and that really is, is, you know, holding us up now because I know a number of other companies in in our area are not going to survive if they don't have a summer. Yeah, that's that's a really, really good piece of advice that you've given there is just to have that buffer and that emergency fund because if it wasn't if it wasn't this that had happened could could anything else have happened we we don't know because mm-hmm. nobody knows what's going to happen in the future so that that's a really good piece of advice and I guess now that we have got this time where we aren't all crazy busy as we maybe would usually be now's the time to start sort of looking at how you can plan ahead to make sure that you have Uh a buffer and that everything is streamlined and it's all working perfectly for you when when things do kick off again and and you you come back stronger and because of that you're a stronger business moving forward so thanks heather for sharing your experiences it's great to to get different perspectives so thanks so we know from what we just talked about that accommodation providers have had loads of difficult decisions to make and one thing I think many people are feeling is that they feel slightly out of control they've realized how out of control they are of many of their bookings when it comes to having taken a booking from one of the listing sites or the the OTAs the online travel agents because those were enforced cancellations and refunds and as we said maybe 
blanket approach is not quite right. Sort of, in, in, if we had those own own individual bookings, we could have made those decisions ourselves on an individual basis. And it has highlighted how little control we have. So many people are going to be focusing now on building their own bookings and bringing bookings in directly. Um, and I know that you've got a lot of experience with that. You've got websites and a large percentage of direct bookings. As you just said, people are booking direct for next year because you've built up a great reputation with them. So can we have a chat today about getting that right marketing message across to the right guests and how we can inspire guests to book far enough into the future that they're fairly comfortable they'll be able to travel and we have more of an assurance of a fuller calendar and a bit more control. Mm -hmm. Well, we've learned, we've learned such a lot in such a short space of time, you know, about how well we manage our own businesses and about how much we give away to third parties. And it's, you know, for for an easy life, that's, and and it has been easy um, to, you know, to, to simply post something on Airbnb or Expedia or whatever um, uh, listing sites there are out there booking.com and just let the guests come and just deal with that. And now I think, you know, we've, we've seen companies making these arbitrary decisions um, as to how you know, they're going to manage our bookings. You know, we, we've heard, I mean, we, all, we always knew about extenuating circumstances, um, but this phrase really came into its own. In the yes. Last week. You know, it's a sort of new phrase in our lexicon, but um, I, I think it's one that, that perhaps has um, created this big change now yeah. in the way we go forward because it's opened up this possibility to, um, to book direct, which has always been percolating in the background over the last couple of years. You've seen Amy Highnote and VRM Intel doing the book direct day. And I know this is happening a lot in UK. You've got a, yeah. a big book direct focus. So we need to be able to navigate you know, our own course and make our own decisions. Um, but with that comes so much responsibility. Yes. You know, and for many hosts and for some managers who have never gone this route, it's, it's going to be a lot of hard work. We've got to do what the, but we've got to do what the OTAs can't do. Um, and then guests are uncomfortable about the future. That's something else to, uh, to, to consider. Um, They've been, they've been bitten. They've been bitten by these companies. I mean, so certainly for some that have just got their money back via Airbnb, they're probably happy. But there are those companies that have, um, have issued some arbitrary decisions on, on guests and the guests have hurt, have become hurt. Yeah. And, you know, having been bitten, they are going to be very shy about coming back in the future and who they're choosing to go with. So we've just got to get, we've got to get our messaging. You know, you mentioned messaging. We've got to get the messaging right. But it's not just a matter of, you know, what do you do? Send out a couple of emails. It's not as easy as that. Mm. Um, <clears throat> we've got to, we've got to understand that a listing is not enough, that a website is important, but then a website is not enough. The, lo- the content that goes on there becomes even more important we've got to build a brand to foster the trust and i think that's what it comes down to it's it's creating the trust and the confidence within our guests 
so that they will come to independence to book rather than going to the OTAs in, um, in the future. So we've been, um, as you mentioned, we've been uh, a book direct company for, forever. In fact, we, we probably do 80% of our business is direct bookings, but it's because we built, it is, it's, it's, it's amazing. But yeah. And, and I have to say last year we fell into a bit, what I figure now is laziness and decided that, yeah, oh gosh, we've never advertised with Airbnb. Let's put our properties on there. And it was the nastiest experience. And we, no. three weeks ago, we took every property off there. We won't go down that route again. But it was good to have that experience, to, to be on both sides, to know, you know, having been book direct for a lot of years and then trying to, to get traffic through a third party source like that and failing miserably <laughs> you know just unhappy guests unhappy us because we didn't have that relationship we didn't have the contact and yeah. the relationship with the guests that we did we, we pride ourselves on but i think for anybody who wants to do this for the first time you've got to know the work that's involved and the work that's involved in building that content and building that brand at the outset because without that um, it ain't going to work. Yeah, that's a that's a very good point. You've you've really got to get your foundations right. You've got to know what it is that you are saying throughout, because that has to run throughout every single piece of content that you do put out there. So, branding aside, and assuming that people know who it is that they're speaking to, because we're not going to be able to cover cover that for for everybody that's that's watching today. What over and above that has to be the messaging right now to build that confidence with potential future bookers, do you think? Um, well, we've, we've heard messages from the OTAs that they're the only ones to be trusted. And, you know, they have guarantees. And so, so that's the first thing we've got to counter that message. But it needs to come from collective voices. You know, we can't all be you know, single people out there in the universe saying, you know, you can trust me. You can't trust them. You can trust me. Um, so one of the first things I said, go collective network with other hosts, definitely network with other managers. You know, after this call, I'm going on to a call with nine other property managers in our area. And we just got together on zoom. Well, we've, we've had an association for a couple of years, but it's been, uh, we haven't spent a lot of time on it, but this crisis has really brought out the best in all of us. We're, we are all in there uh, delivering our experiences and creating a collective message right. that we can then take out. We're taking it out to government offices. We take government officials, but we're also taking it out to our guests. We're taking out this message to say, these are, you know, these are your agencies in this region. These are, the terms of the, the or these are what, what would you call it these are it's like this, our is man, this is what we represent yes yes i'm sorry i lost my words for a second not <laughs> that's unusual for me <laughs> um yeah this is what we represent this is what as a co collectively we're offering you as a guest so we're all agreeing as this collective 
um, these are our standards. This is what you can expect when you can come and stay in any of our properties. This is exactly the same as the OTAs are offering, but they're not monitoring it. They're not policing it in any way. It's just words. But if you can put a collective message across to say that we are a group of owners, managers that have come together to agree a common set of standards and we stand behind those standards, that's a, that's a really, really good start. And, you know, you can think about, well, I'm competitive. My, you know, I don't want to share my secrets with my, with my competitors. Well, in fact, none of us have secrets. Let's get that out of the way. We all do the same thing. And hopefully we all do it to a common standard. Um, So, you know, get the competition thing out of the way. It's amazing what we're sharing amongst our group. Yeah. Even, even, you know, we're trying to produce some, produce figures on the economic impact to our area if rentals are banned. So we've actually pulled, we've actually pulled some of our numbers that, we, we probably would have kept very, very private. Yeah. But uh, so, so that, that's my first one is, is, is on, you know, going collective, that's, giving um, that I can, message. I can see how that could be really powerful. Um, and, I, and I think, I mean, we haven't tried it yet, but I think, you know, we are, we want, once we start delivering this message out to, to guests as a, as a collective, I think they're going to feel more confident because yeah. it's not just one person saying, hey, I'm the best and I do this it's a group saying we ho- we're all holding each other accountable. Yes, that, that's think, huge. Yeah, I think something that's going to come out of this is, is something wider. It was something that Avroa was trying to do, uh, the Association of Vacation Rental Operators and Affiliates, um, which has sort of been put into a stall pattern at the moment. Um, but we were you know, trying to get together an association that would represent many, many owners and operators yes. and deliver this common standard. And I think that will come. I think we will, you know, we will, we will get to that again. Um, other messaging, you know, if we're getting down to um, more focused messaging, it would be focusing on the future. Things will get better. And this is how we're going to do it. And feeding the armchair traveler with location, uh, information and that's what i said about content you know we have to have that content being delivered um consistently um the other thing is is that is that guests want to be nurtured and um, once again it's something that airbnb and booking.com and expedia are not nurturing your guests no that they're, they're not delivering a message to them saying hey we're here for you we know this area, we can give you all the information you want. If you want to know if a particular beach is open, we can tell you that. You can't call up Airbnb and find that information out. Um, and I've got some examples actually of, Great. of a couple of, couple of people who are doing this amazing work on getting the message out. And Sharon Mitchie from Cottages to Castles of Sanibel and Captiva. Um, just google it sanibel (laughs) sanibel and captiva she has a a couple of ways in which she has been doing this and one is her facebook uh facebook page her business page for for uh cottages to castles and she is posting 
every other day with messages saying, you know, we're here for you. The beach will still be here when you come. The sunsets will be here. Here's a shell I found on the beach today. And it is, it's that sort of messaging that's, that's creating the desire in people to think ahead, maybe not to this summer, but maybe to next summer. And it's working for her. She's getting bookings for next year. In fact, she's filling up very nicely. And so she's, she's doing daily videos, you know, what it's like on the beach today. And it's just simple things like that. But the whole message is, we haven't gone away. We're here for you. And let me share what, what it's like here because you'll have it yourself very soon. Great. Um, on top of that, of course, she's got the content on a website that she can draw people back into the content. So there's no point in just doing the Facebook messaging, messaging if you haven't got the means to bring people back into your website to make that booking. Yes. So that's when I'm going back to saying, you know, you have to do the work. You have to build that content on a website so that you've got somewhere to take that traffic to, because otherwise they're just sitting there in limbo out there looking at your nice videos and pictures. Yeah. <laughs> With not, not quite sure what to do. <laughs> what, taking any action. Yeah. Yes. So, so somebody once instilled into me a while back, you know, that CTA, that call to action. If you haven't got a call to action everywhere, then you are missing out. Um, the other person is um, Nancy McAleer. She is, uh, she actually is co-founder of the Florida, um, Florida Rentals by Owner, Flarbo. So she and her business partner, they're both Canadians, so they created this listing site because Canadians live in Florida in, the, in right. the winter. And so she's created, they've created a listing site, which is the traditional listing site where people can go and find a property and then go directly to the owner and get, um, and, and get booked. Perfect. And she also has her own properties on Anna Maria Island. Okay. Oh, that is a stunning location on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, uh, so Nancy does, she, she has what she calls her nurturing process. So the moment she has um, an inquiry and, and, and is able to collect an email address for a newsletter, she has a sequence of newsletters that go out. And, but the secret behind the newsletters is that they look great. But, and every single one of them links people back to her website for, for different things, whether it's the best beaches or the best places to go for breakfast, you know, the usual stuff, the content. And, and I, I'll just keep banging on about this. If you can get your content done, then you've got the key to attracting direct bookings. I mean, Alan Egan has talked about this for as long as I've known Alan, which is about 10, nearly 15 years now. Right. And he was, he was at this whole message of build your content first um way way before well in fact it was i mean we went from direct booking of course out to yeah. otas and now we're going back again so that messaging is is still there um yes alan has this expression he says people don't go on vacation rental they go on vacation so yeah. you need to feed the vacation side of it and tell them about your location and 
give that nurturing message to them uh, like Sharon and Nancy are doing. Perfect. I can't wait to look up these people. They sound incredible. I love the sound of what they're doing. As you say, it really is quite a, a simple message in that you're essentially giving people what they want and just reminding them that you're, you're still there, just staying forefront of mind and sharing about you. So I think that probably feeds back into the trust that you talked about as yeah. well. Can I, can I just give one more example? Of course, yeah, please do. Um, something that Sharon did, which I thought was, was just amazing. She had a ton of cancellations, like we all did yeah. at the start of this. So as soon as she got the cancellations, she went the, um, because she can, because she's an, on Sanibel and Captiva Island. She went yeah. out on the beach and she collected a mass of shells and she had some, um, we call them koozies. They're, they're the, um, the, the uh, can holders, you know, the, the insulated holders that you put a beer can in. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard so of that she, name. <laughs> <laughs> so so she had a, a lot of these koozies with with her cottages to castles logo on them and she sent a koozie to every one of, of these guests that had cancelled uh, with a shell and wrapped around the shell was a little uh, mm. the, um, handwritten message that just said this is for you to remind you of us we're here for you Oh my goodness! That's um, it, it, it actually, gorgeous. it actually gives me gives me goosebumps every time I think Same. about that. And she just put those in envelopes and sent them off. And these were the people who had cancelled and Fantastic. wanted their money back. But from her, they got this gift, which was um, you know second second to none. Second yeah, to none. that must have been fantastic for those potential guests or hopefully yes. hopefully rebookable guests to well i'm to, sure they will you know, i am she... as well <laughs> if i got that i'd rebook <laughs> <laughs> straight away well she says there's there's 20 20 or so agencies in her in her area and she wanted to get out of in front of every single one of those and said you know, this is says, look look what i'm doing i'm thinking of you and i want you back so that's all, all into this nurturing message. Once you've got somebody, just don't let them go because th th that's just a complete waste of all the time you spent yes. getting them to make an inquiry or, or book in the first place. Wow, that's, that is so different that she's not going to be forgotten from that. So I think perfect, perfect way to stand out and just remind people that that you, you're there and you, you care. It's not just, I'm not just providing accommodation. You genuinely care that this is a, a holiday and that they are part of your thoughts of the holiday. Yeah. It's, not, it's not just a building. You're thinking of them. You're thinking and showing them that you care. Yeah, and it, it, it just comes down to the relationship. You know, mm. for, for us, and as I say, we do 80% direct bookings and 60% of our guests are repeats. Perfect. So they come back, they, they do come back year after year after year. And we, we know their names. We, we recognize them. We know their pets because we keep all that information. You know, oh, if, if, if their pet is not on the application form, they haven't put the pet's name on the booking form, we know that, you know, oh, Rover probably passed away last year. So we might comment on that in the letter back. So, so sorry that we're not seeing 
you know, we're not seeing Rover coming. Um, and, and that sets up and, you know, the, the dialogue, we'll get an email back saying, yeah, unfortunately, the dog passed away, but we're getting a puppy. Would it be okay to bring the puppy? And then we can get into a, a better dialogue about that. So it's, it's all relationship building. Yeah, it's and, just about that human connection. Yeah. And, and I, I, don't, I don't accept the argument that you can't do this at scale because we're doing it at 160. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. That's great. Oh, it's been it's been really interesting to hear. And thank you so much for sharing those different things that people that you know are doing. Could you just remind us of how to check out Nancy and Cottages to Castles? Yeah, Nancy McAleer. Um, so her last name is M-C-A-L-E-E-R. And her, her website is amihomerentals.com. I'll make sure I put this in the Facebook group. Yeah. So then, anyone watching, um, I will drop it in there. Perfect. And uh, Sharon Mitchie of Cottages to Castles. Mitchie. Mitchie, M-I-C-H-I-E. And I'll, I'll, get those, I'll get those links to you, Elaine. Thanks, that'd be great. And I will, I'll put those in the Facebook group. Anyone watching now wants to have a look what they are doing in terms of keeping your future their future guests inspired that you can maybe at least give you a bit of an idea on how you can start implementing these different things for 2021 even if you think 2020 is not going to work you, you can still remind them that you're still here <laughs> so even if the booking doesn't come till next year yeah isn't it here. funny when, when this all when this all kicked off and we thought oh, the over in two weeks yeah a couple of weeks <laughs> be fine and then, and then it was a couple of months and now it's like oh yeah well that's 2020 written off. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a bit of, I feel like there's been a shift though. At the beginning, there was this mass panic, wasn't there? And everybody's like just so busy dealing with everything. And, and I do feel that people are starting to go, do you know what? We're in it. Let's handle it. Yeah. I mean, we've, and, and in, in this business, we've taken a, a sort of a short term knock. And I'd say it's a short term knock because, you know, savvy managers, owners are going to bounce back. Yeah. There, there will be business again. It might look a little bit different. Um, we're going to have to pay a little bit more attention to cleaning protocols and yeah. conveying, if we're talking messaging, conveying that message to, to guests. But, but really interesting that we found very few of our upcoming guests have asked about cleaning at all. They, interesting. They're more interested about whether the trains are open, whether they can rent a boat um they, they just it seems we have this divide between the fearful people that all cancelled at the beginning yeah and the ones you know who are who are just you know, a little bit more adventurous and yeah. but they also that they they trust again coming coming back to this trust they trust that the properties that they're going to go into that we're renting out are fully clean and sanitized for them because they've experienced that before Perfect. Well, that's the position you want to be in, isn't it? There's, there's that much level of trust that they don't even need to ask the question. They, yeah. they already know that it'll be dealt with. That's mm -hmm. huge. 
Well, that's where we want to get to. <laughs> Great advice. Thank you. Well, do you know what, Heather? It's been so, so good to, to chat to you and to hear all these experiences that you've had. And, and I'm sure it'd be really useful for people watching the Short Save Virtual Summit at the moment. So just remind us how people can get in touch with you if they'd like to listen to the podcast to find out a bit more about what it is that you're doing over, over in Canada. Yeah, thank you, Elaine. So you can find me at Vacation Rental formula.com the reason we came by that name was because buying the seven properties after i bought the fourth the first one we figured a formula out and we just rinsed and repeated for each one. so vacation rental formula.com and you'll find the podcast on there so the vacation rental success podcast um just published episode 337 amazing congratulations on that (laughs) and and you can uh, email me at heather at vacationrentalformula.com um i'm always around oh and um our facebook group the business of short-term rental and property management perfect Um, if you're a property manager or you have a few properties then it's it's a great group for getting in and asking those sort of more technical questions and getting some really good responses from people who've been in the business a long time. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. If you can, if you can pull resources and brain power and things that people have done, shared experiences. I mean, it's, it's great, isn't it? So yes, I'm in that group. I will see you in there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Great stuff. Thanks again, Heather. It's been a pleasure. I hopefully I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Bye for now. Bye.